Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Thursday's edition of Enough for Today. Thanks for joining me as we kind of are cruising in towards the end of, of May here, and we are coming through Psalm 49. I hope you are having a good week and have had a good month and enjoying the weather as it gets warmer and the days get longer. Um, we're in Psalm 49, so join me there, and we are picking it up somewhere around verse 10, verse 9 and 10. So the opening of the psalm, the psalmist says, come and hear me, everybody on the planet. I'm going to talk about wisdom and understanding. I'm going to unfold a riddle. I'm going to teach you something that is completely transformational for your life. Then in verse 6, he starts talking about trusting money. Those that trust money um, really can have no way of redemption. Money can't redeem them from death. Money can't atone for sin. Money cannot give them a ransom uh, to God for their soul. Um, money cannot give them eternal life, verse 9, that he should live forever and not see corruption. Verse 10, for he seeth, this is where we pick it up today, for he seeth that wise men die. Likewise the fool and the brutish person perish and leave their wealth to others. So everybody dies. The psalmist is calling us to that core reality that most people don't want to think about. They push it to the back of their mind. Uh, they really don't know what to do with this. Believers, um, wise, understanding people, come head first, I mean, they face first, you know, head on into this reality and they, and they reckon with it. They go, wait a minute, I am finite. My life, I don't know when my life is going to end. Death is imminent. Death is real. And at that point, where do I go? What happens to me? And they reckon with this. And in wisdom and understanding, they realize I've got sin piling up. I have ultimate accountability and judgment to God, my creator. I'm going to answer to him. And death is going to force that. And at that point, none of my material world is coming with me. None of my money or wealth is going to be of any use to me. And my core desire, my highest priority at that point would have been redemption. Is there atonement? Is there a ransom? Is there a way to be redeemed to God before I die so that when I die, I can go on forever? Such So many gospel realities in this psalm. So verse 10 just says everybody, the wise and the fool, the rich and the poor, everybody is going to die and leave their wealth to others. Everybody's going to die and leave their wealth to others. And by the way, friend, if this is uncomfortable for you, uh, knowing Jesus is the resolution to that discomfort. Knowing that you have life after death, forgiveness with God, ransom, redemption, atonement, that it's been paid for you. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But before you turn off the video or the podcast, listen, this is reality. It doesn't have to be a terrifying reality. It can be an anticipatory reality. We can actually look forward to seeing our Redeemer face to face. But it all hinges on where is our trust. Verse, 10, verse 6, these people, their trust is in their wealth. And so death, the finality of things, the lack of redemption is a terrifying thought. Look at verse 11. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. He's like the beasts that perish. 
What are these two verses telling us to do? These two verses are informing us of one of the greatest realities, one of the wisest, most understanding realities of all. And that is that we deceive ourselves. We talk ourselves out of things that are absolutely common sense. All right, let me give you an example. Have you ever had a toothache and you didn't want to go to the dentist? Um, And so you postpone, you postpone, you talk yourself out of it. You hope it goes away. You medicate it. You know, things like this don't go away. They get worse. And so, but we have the ability as human beings to reason ourselves into danger. We have the ability to talk ourselves out of confronting absolute realities in our lives. We don't want to reckon with death. Um, You ever had something going on physiologically and you didn't want to go to the doctor? Um, I've had that. You You reason it away. You don't want to deal with it. When I go in for my annual physical, if I'm having some issue, I don't want to tell the doctor. I say, yep, I'm all good. You know, everything's good. But what a self-deception that is. It's so important that we have the courage as believers and God followers to be to allow the <clears throat> excuse me, allow the word of God to confront us, allow the spirit of God to confront us with uncomfortable truth, uncomfortable realities. And one of those uncomfortable realities is that everybody dies. And this thought that everything we purchase to ourselves is going to go on, like like today is my normal and it's going to go on forever, that thought is totally not true. It's totally deceptive and destructive. And I want to apply it in two ways. If your life is good and comfortable today and your income stream is solid and durable and things are going well for you, uh, that that is not going to be forever, okay? Those things don't last forever. Every part of your life is temporary. You're, you're, you're temporary living, temporarily living in your house. You're temporarily uh, related to your family. You are temporarily doing your job. I said recently to our staff, you have a longer ministry than I do. I am temporary in your life. The, fa- the looks on their faces were like they had never thought of this. You know, it, it was kind of disturbing to some of them. They didn't like that idea. Uh, I've read a statement uh, last week on social media. A friend of mine posted Every pastor is an interim pastor. You know, if I stood up and said that to the church on Sunday, I'm an interim pastor. Uh, They wouldn't like hearing that, but it's reality. If I live out the duration of my life in ministry as the pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church, which I would love to do and hope to do, if I live it out, even then it's temporary. And so everything that we know in our material, physical world is temporary. We don't like to entertain that idea because it scares us. Why does it scare us? Because we're trusting in these things more than we know. And our trust needs to be higher. Our trust needs to go deeper on something more solid, more stable, someone more durable. And confronting these realities forces us to reckon with deeper trust uh, in a a God who is more trustworthy and who is eternal. So, no, their thought, their inward thought is that their houses are going to go on forever and their dwelling places are just going to pass forward to future generations. And they even name their lands after themselves. The end of verse 11. They name their cities and their lands after themselves. <clears throat> when we were in Lynchburg at our daughter's graduation at Liberty, she said, I wonder where the name Lynchburg came from. And Kane and her husband said, probably from somebody named Lynch. <laughs> and she laughed and goes, oh yeah, I guess so. Uh, maybe it's named after some other place. So many places in um, New England are named after places in 
in Old England, in the UK, Newington. There's a Newington, England. There's a Newington, Connecticut. Um, and, you know, we, we name our cities and our villages after ourselves, after our families, streets and buildings and things like that. Um, we, we, we memorialize our names as though they're going to go on forever. And then in verse 12, he says, nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. You can honor yourselves. You can memorialize yourself. You can set up a statue and put names on buildings and name towns and, and counties and states after yourself. You can name all these things after yourself, but your honor doesn't preserve you. Uh, your material wealth, your honor, your memorialization of yourselves doesn't preserve you. When it comes to life and death and eternal uh, long realities, man, verse 12, is like the beasts that perish. Basically, when it's all said and done, there's no different difference between me and my flocks and herds or me and my pets. Uh, the same thing happens to all of us. Now, this sounds so dark and hopeless, but my friend, there is hope in it, and he's coming to it. All right, so hang on. If you're a believer, remember, redemption, atonement, ransom has been provided, and our true hope is not here. It's in eternity. So think on these things. Happy Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow.